Ha-cha-cha. Ha-cha-cha. Oh, can you imagine? Hello. <laughs> hey, Paul, you're coming to us uh, live from the middle of a tornado, right? Live from the eye of a storm. It's the eye of the tiger. It's the eye. The eye. What yeah, does um a tornado a warning look like? Uh, it's a wall of storms just slowly moving toward you. Yeah, cool. See what the radar looks like. So if there's an awkward cut and you hear the voice of Paul be like, Hey guys, sorry for part yeah. two. We're back. You know why. The tornado ate him. Maybe you'll yeah, be like a, Dorothy and end up in thunderstorm Oz. warning. So bad there's purple in the storm. Purple's bad? Yeah, because it's green, red, uh, green, yellow, red, and then purple. Oh, I live in LA. I don't know much about weather. <laughs> Any rain for you is fucking purple. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's how everyone here treats it. Goddamn. <laughs> God. So besides storm warnings, how are you, Paul? I didn't ask not you bad. anything before we started recording. Yeah, well, there's not really much to talk about. I'm just, I'm just chilling. Uh... Like a villain. Me and Finn, my roommate, are going to see the D and D movie tomorrow. Ooh, did you go? You're, you're going to the see... one with the cool popcorn buckets, right? Yeah, we're going to the local one that should have the cool popcorn buckets that we're Hell both yeah. going to get. So, was it their Twitter that was like slaps bucket? This bad boy can hold so much dice. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I want it for that reason. I want it just because it's a big fucking die, like yeah. you know. Oh yeah, you could. Around. Could you roll it? Are there any weird like handles or anything that would not allow you to roll it? I think you can roll it, but I don't know how weighted it might. Yeah. Be. Like imagine making it, a like, oh, death wanna... save on that thing. Uh, one of my coworkers, she's like, "I want me and my friends are gonna go as well sometime, and we both want to get the popcorn dice bucket." Uh, simply for the fact that we want that to be our death saving yeah. rules. So that Hell like yeah. once you're in danger, you'll pull out the big dice. <laughs> I love that. Uh, but what's with you? Um, I did my taxes today. Full start Ooh. of it. All right. I was going to ask if you're going to get a decent return. Uh, it's TBD. <laughs> yeah, to be seen. <laughs> Um, I can't think of anything else. Are taxes specifically hard for you as a, uh... Yeah, because I have, like... Oh, is it because you, you have, have like, salary. business expenditures? And... I have a side gig that's, like, a Canada-based company that doesn't take taxes, so that's oh. a whole form. And then okay. I also have to input the donations we received from mm. our... From that... And I don't think I have to do anything for the podcast because we, we didn't make enough to warrant Oh, no, definitely. We, I, we did not make enough. <laughs> I wish we made enough to fuck. But one day, that will be something as well. So it's like, it's, it's more complicated than just like submitting one form for like one job, mm-hmm. which is why it's a whole to-do. And I just, yeah. I just don't like doing money stuff. Why is it so complicated? Never mind, we know why it's so complicated because there's, there's exactly a monopoly so on... Accountants Fucking TurboTax. <laughs> TurboTax. TurboTax, we hate you unless you would like to sponsor us. 
then we will hate you less. Fucking TurboTax, maybe. <laughs> In any case. Um. Yeah, that's... I think that's that's all I got for this week. Oh, uh, Shane came over. Hey, Shane. Uh, to w- help Mac Shane work to on. Us? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you need to say hi Shane, to Shane. Shane listens to the ones that I send her. And I'm like, listen to this podcast episode. It's great. It's it's especially funny. Okay, well then whatever. send her this one, and I can be like, Just hello, Shane. Oh my God, can you hear that? No, was it thunder? Was no, the, the rain is like going sideways into the window. Oh, it's raining sideways. It's raining sideways. Hallelujah. Uh, they did say if we're going to lose power, this thing will be what knocks us out. So, Oh, dang. Yeah. Fun. I would hate that. I have to finish my Shane thought before she's just like, oh, yes, we're just it's finish just your Shane shit. thought. <laughs> keep talking about Shane so she'll keep listening. She came over to help Mac with their clopin uh, costume for Ren Fair. So that is oh. on the horizon, and that's exciting. I'm actually yeah. very excited for that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's all. That's all I have to report. Oh, okay. That's it. All right, Shane, <laughs> you can stop listening now. All we're going to do is talk about Lord of the Rings. It's fine. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean. Let's, let's get like into let's what get we into can before. What we the can before storm. the storm kills me. All right. In three, two, one. And welcome to this week's episode of the Silly Marillion. I am your host, as always, Paul, guiding our fellowship south to destroy the One Ring. And I am guiding the ring bearer, Tori, who is also accompanying us. Tori, how how is your burden? How is your burden (laughs) to bear? You know, so far it's okay. I'm finally over my stab wounds. I had a little time to chill in Rivendell a couple months, and I finally have a fellowship. So enjoy the enjoy the rare moment when you are not currently stabbed. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it'll happen again soon. Mm. <laughs> and uh, you know, thanks for having me. Thanks for being a part of my fellowship. I did oh, take that. It was like which fellowship character are you in Lord of the Rings? And I was Frodo, eighty five percent Frodo. 85% Frodo. Mm-hmm. At least 85%. I didn't... Oh, you're going to have to send me that uh, that quiz. Cause yeah, yeah. See who you are. You are you are 85% Frodo. That's like... It's like you're taking one of those uh, ancestry tests. And it's like, <laughs> I'm 85% Frodo. Uh, what was my other... I bet another hobbit. Or an elf. Oh, I don't think I saved the screenshot. My quote retweet was bad. It was Frodo, Gandalf, and I think a little Legolas was my breakdown. Frodo, Gandalf, and a little bit of Legolas. Yeah. I had, like, very little Gimli and Saruman. That's perfectly fine. <laughs> Wait, Checks how did you get right? Sa- Never mind. 
There's a little bit of deviousness in you if you got some sour just a little, in you. Just a, a little sprinkle for spice. Just you know. a little bit of sneaky. Just a little. <laughs> See, now I can't fully trust you now. You might be 85% Frodo. But I'm going to turn around and there's going to be some Saruman in there. Well, I don't know what just happened, but I heard the rain then. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just pelting it was like, into the side of the apartment. It gave a little bit of, like, vibes. A little, like, background. Uh, it's just white noise. It is pitch black for. right now outside. <laughs> Spooky. Spooky. Careful, All right, some, well. some ring race might crash in soon. Bundle up with your with your Hobbit friends. The spooky chapter that isn't spooky at all. (laughs) So, picking up where we left off after the fucking long ass council, (laughs) we have another another council, but it's Hobbits only, and (laughs) they're having their own little council. And Pippin and Merry are pissed off at Sam because he gets to go with Frodo, and they have to stay here. And Fro's like, okay, well, first off, no, it's a bad thing that he has to come with me. I don't want any of you guys to come with me because it's fucking dangerous. This isn't this isn't a holiday. This isn't a vacation. <laughs> this isn't a little vacay. There are people after us and we might die. But as Pippin said, we hobbits ought to stick together and we will. I shall go unless they chain me up. There must exactly. be someone with intelligence in the party. Someone Pippin is the youngest? Pippin is the youngest. Pippin okay. is essentially a teen. He's truly giving me like little brother vibes in this chapter. Um, and I love how Gandalf is like, well, then you certainly will not be chosen if we're talking intelligence. He's like, you're keeping your ass home. <laughs> oh. Tornado sirens just started. <laughs> Tornado sirens? In the building? One sec. No, not in the building. Outside. I don't even know what those sound like. Yeah, because you guys rarely get them. <laughs> Apparently, no. Now you do. I should be good. Okay. Just have that in the little corner. So if you do need to run from a tornado, wait. What would you even do? What is the protocol here? Um. Well, I don't know because I'm on the third floor. I guess it would be to go to the one windowless room in the apartment we have, which is the bathroom. Um, uh, get into the bathtub and put a uh, play patty mattress, cake with Finn. Put a mattress over it. Well, Finn's not here. Finn's at work. Oh, so put a mattress there... over the tub. Yeah, basically to shield yourself from debris. Wow. Okay. That's how it happens. That's All right. How, uh... <laughs> okay. I should be good. There was some flickering just now. All right, we will carry on for now. We shall, we shall continue until uh, the power gives out. I guess. I hope the listeners because can sense the the vibes coming from your end. <laughs> the fun vibes. I love how <laughs> there are tornado sirens going off, but like the little weather thing in like the bottom corner of my uh, computer is like uh, rain to stop. Oh, one sec, Finn's calling me. Anyway. What a good day you caught me on. That's exciting, I know. That's why I was like, I was getting my ha- like hair done today, and I was like, I'm under like the hair dryer thing. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like ordering pizza and shit. 
Okay, the local... Okay, the nearest tornado siren just shut down, so... Okay. I should be good (laughs) tornado-wise. Thunderstorms are still here, but... Anyway. (laughs) Fuck me. So... Uh, yeah, 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 Frodo says it's dangerous, he doesn't want them to come with, and they're like, shut the fuck up, we're mad at Sam, not you. Pippin says we're going, because you need a smart one, and I am the nominated smart one. And Gandalf, as if summoned to take the piss out of fucking Pippin, is, like, pops his head through the fucking window, and is like, no you ain't. <laughs> and nothing is decided yet. They know yep. that Frodo and Sam are going. And that's it. They Pip- still have Pip- to decide the yeah. others. Pippin, Pippin uh, yells, nothing decided. Then what were you doing? You were shut up for hours. And Truly, Frodo it was the longest talking. council for what? <laughs> it's like talking. We were talking. And you and me are like, damn right you were. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Three hours later. And Gandalf says, I'm just going to say Gandalf says they sent some scouts to go kind of like see what is going on, see what happened to the rest of the uh, Black Riders. And then they're kind of just will be shut up here for the time being until they get like info back. More info. Yeah. Yeah. Just in time for winter that Sam says gloomily and Bilbo's like. Ah, uh, not to worry. Uh, it's your fault partly, Frodo, my lad, on waiting for my birthday. A funny way of honoring it. I can't help guilt thinking. Trip. Not the day I should have chosen for letting the SBs into Bag End. But there it is. You can't wait now till spring, and you can't go till the reports come back. When winter first begins to bite and stones crack in the frosty night, when pools are black and trees are bare, tis evil in the wild affair. But I'm afraid that'll be just your luck. <laughs> He's truly giving, like, gay uncle vibes who just lives for the gossip. Honestly, I want, like, a portrait done of Bilbo, but, like, he's just wearing a Hawaiian shirt, and he's just, <laughs> he's in full retirement mode, and he's just very sassy. He's truly, like, oh. all he, yeah, all he does is Well, maybe it's your fault for letting looks. my homophobic relatives into my fucking mansion <laughs> on my fucking birthday. Oh, oh, SBs, the Sackville Bagginses. The Sackville Bagginses. I had yeah. no idea what it stood for. I was like, son of a bitches, what is SBs? Oh, uh, that too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, the SBs are the Sackville Bagginses. Okay, okay. <laughs> but uh, it's at that time that Gandalf reveals he will be one of those coming along with Frodo, and this actually delights Frodo because it's good to have a friend to mm-hmm. come along. And I do love how Gandalf, like, so great was Frodo's delight at this amount- announcement that Frodo left the windowsill where he had been sitting, took off his hat, and bowed. And I'm like, that's that's such a cute image of, like, the hobbits sticking their heads out the window, and you just have, like, Gandalf bowing down yeah. in, the, in the middle of this little garden. <laughs> uh, and then we have, uh, keep this in mind. Uh, with Bilbo saying, uh, when Frodo's like, how long do you think we'll have here? And Frodo responds, oh, I don't know. I can't count days in Rivendell, because this is a running theme with elven refuges that we will come across. Specifically, 
elven refuges where a ring of power is located. Oh, interesting. And not Frodo's ring of power, an elven ring of power. Hmm. Is the one here with Elrond? Elrond is one of the bearers of the elven rings, yes. Okay. And then Galadriel has one, right? Yes. <laughs> Look at me, having knowledge. Look at you. Look at you. So <laughs> why? Who has the third one right now, though? It, that is actually, yeah, that'll be a fun little reveal for okay. who actually has the third ring of power. Okay, okay. I thought with the, I can't count, I can't count days in Rivendell. I thought it was maybe a little bit of a touch of like immortality and just like the elves don't really count days because they just live so damn long. True. It might be an element of that. And with Bilbo being there and, well, he kind of lived so long because he had the ring for a hot minute. Mm. Not so much that he's hanging out here at Rivendell. Or yeah. Would that help extend his life? Possibly. Theories. Um, and then Bobo's like, help me out with my book. Because that's all he seems to care about now. Uh, yeah. Help me write some chapters. I need a good ending. Books ought to have good endings. And, and they, they all settle down. Happily and ever, happily ever all after. settled down. And lived happily ever after. And then Sam's like, yeah, but where do they live? <laughs> That's what I often wonder. Me too, Sam. Me too. Yeah. Where will they live? That's what I've been thinking about this entire time moving to LA. <laughs> uh, okay, so then they're just like straight up chilling for two months in the house they of Elrond. They chill. They get news. The sons of Eladan and Elro here go out and go into the far east. Uh... Some had gone north beyond the springs of the Horwell into the Etten Moors, and others had gone west, and with the help of Aragorn and the rangers, had searched the lands down, far down the Grey Flood as far as Tharbad, where the old north road crossed the river by a ruined town. Many had gone east and south, and some of these had crossed the mountains and entered Mirkwood, while others had climbed down the pass at the sources of the Gladden River, and had come down into Wilderland and over the Gladden Fields, and so at length had reached the old home of Radagast at Rosgobel. Radagast was not there, and they had returned over the high pass that was called the Redhorn Gate. The sons of Elrond, Elidan and Elro here, were the last to return. They had made a great journey, passing down the Silver Lode into a strange country, but of their errand they would not speak to any, save to Elrond. Mm-hmm. And they're also keeping an eye out for Gollum as well. Yeah. Uh, Where's that little beastie boy? Yeah, you keep an eye out for Gollum and the Nazgul, essentially, to make sure that all the Nazgul were basically taken out by the Flood, because if one of them survived, it poses a danger to the Fellowship and the Ringbearer. Yeah. Um, Fun fact, in Lord of the Rings Online, you are one of these scouts who is sent out while while Frodo and the Hobbits are staying in Rivendell to scout around. You go into the Misty Mountains, hmm. you go to the south, into Region to basically prepare their way. It's a fun little element where so cool. you get to be, you're essentially technically mentioned in the book as one of these scouts who is sent out from Rivendell. Ah, I love that. Can't wait to play a little more. Get into it. Mm-hmm. But essentially... They get as much information back as they can, and eventually the hobbits are summoned by Elrond. The time has come, he said. 
If the ring is to set out, it must go soon. But those who go with it must not count on their errand being aided by war or force. It must pass into the domain of the enemy far from aid. Do you still hold to your word, Frodo, that you will be the ring-bearer? I do, said Frodo. I will go with Sam. Then I cannot help you much, not even with counsel, said Elrond. I can foresee very little of your road, and how your task is to be achieved I do not know. The shadow has crept now to the feet of the mountains, and draws nigh even to the borders of the Grey Flood, and under the shadow all is dark to me. You will meet many foes, some open and some disguised, and you may find friends upon your way when you least look for it. I will send out messages such as I can contrive, to those whom I know in the wide world. And so perilous are the lands now become that some may well miscarry, or come no quicker than you yourself. And I will choose you companions to go with you as far as they will, or fortune allows. The number must be few, since your hope is in speed and secrecy. Had I a host of elves in the armor of the elder days, it would avail little, save to arouse the power of Mordor. The company of the ring shall be nine, and the nine walkers shall be set against the nine riders that are evil. With you and your faithful servant Gandalf will go, for this shall be his great task, and maybe the end of his labors. For the rest they shall represent the other free peoples of the world, elves, dwarves, and men. Legolas shall be for the elves, and Gimli son of Gloin for the dwarves. They are willing to go at least to the passes of the mountains, and maybe beyond. For men you shall have Aragorn, son of Arathorn, for the ring of Isildur concerns him closely. Drider, cried Frodo. Yes, he said with a smile. I ask leave once again to be your companion, Frodo. I would have begged you to come, said Frodo, only I thought you were going to Minas Tirith with Boromir. I am, said Aragorn. And the sword that was broken shall be reforged ere I set out to war. But your road and our road lie together for many hundreds of miles. Therefore Boromir will also be in the company. He is a valiant man. There remain two more to be found, said Elrond. These I will consider. Of my household I may find some that it seems good to me to send. But that'll leave no place for us, cried Pippin in dismay. We don't want to be left behind. We want to go with Frodo. That is because you do not understand, and cannot imagine what lies ahead, said Elrond. Neither does Frodo, said Gandalf, unexpectedly supporting Pippin. Nor do any of us see clearly. It is true that if these hobbits understood the danger, they would not dare to go. But they would still wish to go, or wish that they dared, and be ashamed and unhappy. I think, Elrond, that in this matter... It would be well to trust rather to their friendship than to great wisdom. Even if you chose for us an elf-lord such as Glorfindel, he could not storm the dark tower, nor open the road to the fire by the power that is in him. You speak gravely, said Elrond. But I am in doubt. The shire I forebode is not free now from peril, and these two I had thought to send back there as messengers to do what they could, according to the fashion of their country, to warn the people of their danger. In any case, I judge that the younger of these two, Peregrine Took, shall remain, 
My heart is against his going. Then, Master Elrond, you'll have to lock me up in prison, or send me home tied in a sack, said Pippin, for otherwise I shall follow the company. Let it be so, then. You shall go, said Elrond, and he sighed. Now the tale of nine is filled. In seven days the company must depart. We have a fellowship. It only took 343 pages. Finally, we have an actual fellowship. (laughs) Just as the weather dies down and it gets bright outside again. (laughs) We have a fellowship. And your town rejoices. The lights go through the window. The sword of Elendil is being reforged anew by Elden Smiths. (laughs) <laughs> and it becomes Anduril, Flame of the West. Sexy. It is. Swords are sexy inherently. <laughs> it is true. Anyone who carries a sword, that's part of what the half the fun of Renfair. Half the fun. It is. <laughs> and I love this description. The sword of Elendil was forged anew by elven smiths, and on its blade was traced a, a device of seven stars set between the crescent moon and the rayed sun. And about them was written many runes, for Aragorn, son of Arathorn, was going to war upon the marches of Mordor. Very bright was that sword when they when it was made whole again. The light of the sun shone redly in it, and the light of the moon shone cold, and its edge was hard and keen. Love that. That's a sexy sword. So every, everyone's getting prepared. Aragorn and Gandalf are having little like little planning sessions together, figuring <laughs> out which way they're going to go. And uh, Bilbo brings Frodo into his room and is like, I am going to give you something to help you. Here is Sting. You you can carry. Oh, no. He goes, here's his sword. It was, but it got broken when you tried to stab a fucking wraith. So instead, here's my special sword from the first age. Here is Sting. Yeah. I was wondering when he was going to come back into play. Yeah. Take it if you like. I shall. I shan't want it again. I expect. I hope he doesn't need it again. Bilbo, you're old. You should. You shouldn't be off going into mm-hmm. war. And then he pulls out his mithril coat that Thorin gave him. Yeah. He gives it to Bilbo. He gives it to Frodo. Like, yeah, he's like, here, put it on. And Frodo puts it on, and he gladly takes it. And then he puts it on under his clothes to make sure he doesn't look not hobbity. <laughs> Because he was like, I don't look quite right in it. Which, mm-hmm. was it made for a dwarf? So it should fit him, right? It was made for a dwarf, like, child, basically. Okay, and that's why it fits them. <laughs> that's why it... No, an elf princeling. Sorry, it's meant for, like, a, a little baby elf, essentially. <laughs> There's a headcanon that it was made for baby Legolas when he was, like, little, little, little boy-sized. But that's it cute. never got to him. Because Smog attacked the uh, mm. the kingdom before then. Though I don't think that actually lines up, because he would have already been like a thousand when. Yeah, never mind. Cute it theory, was made though. for some. It was made for some unrelated elf. <laughs> uh, and then Bilbo's essentially like, "Hey, just come back safe and sound, so I can write more of a song." <laughs> so I can. Finish my book. Yeah. <laughs> and Frodo's and then he like, sings a song. I cannot I cannot thank you for all of your past kindnesses, which was very sweet because like Bilbo did take him in. And I'm also like, yeah. Frodo, you're also in this mess because 
Bilbo gave you a ring and then disappeared. Mm. So thank him the for Hobbit, that too. Hobbits must stick together, and especially Bagginses. Especially Bagginses. Then he sings a little song. You gonna sing it for us, Paul? You know I'm gonna sing it for Woo-hoo! you. I sit beside the fire and think of all that I have seen of meadow flowers and butterflies in summers that have been of yellow leaves and gossamer in autumns that there were with morning mist and silver sun and wind upon my hair i sit beside the fire and think of how the world will be when winter comes without a spring that i shall ever see for still there are so many things that i have never seen in every wood in every spring there is a different green i sit beside the fire and think of people long ago and people who will see a world that i shall never know but all the while i sit and think of times that were before i listen for returning feet and voices at the door we should have like a greatest hits album for bilbo <laughs> i might yeah we <laughs> this dude has so many songs <laughs> it's like the album cover is like one of those old style microphones and he's just singing <laughs> into it he's like it's like a it's like you remember now that's what i call music yeah you could have a it's, volume yeah for every it's, like it's, book, it's every chapter it's 3 a.m and you accidentally left the tv on and you hear <laughs> it's a little infomercial, infomercial. He was the voice of his generation. Now you, too, can own the greatest hits of Bilbo Baggins. Oh, God. I'd buy that. I'd buy that album. This dude has a song for every occasion. I think we said when we started it, like, is there a song in every chapter? And there has been. I think there is. I think there has been one in every chapter. Yeah. At least one. Sometimes two or three, if we're lucky. I think on one occasion there was just like a rhyme instead of a proper song, but mm-hmm. I think that still still counts. counts. Still counts. The people, uh, the people, the fellowship, the the people, <laughs> the fellowship. They don what they're going to be taking with them, uh, and they all have the, kind of like their own special things. Gimli's the only one who wears a shirt of steel rings. Legolas mm-hmm. has his bow and quiver. The hobbits have their little swords, and Frodo secretly is wearing his coat. But they don't really wear any gear, like, lots of gear of war. A lot of it's just traveling clothes, because they're mm-hmm. not expecting to be found. They're trying to stay secret as much as possible. It was very uh, important that this was, like, a secret mission. Undercover, not for battle. Mm-hmm. Boromir has his special horn that he gives a little toot-toot on. Which and doesn't Elrond's, help with the whole secrecy thing. Yeah, Elrond's like, hey, uh, how about you be really slow to wind that horn again? 
and Boromir's like, yeah, but I'm not going out like a thief in the night. I'm going out proper. What about my pride? And, of course, can't forget Bill the Pony. The the unofficial 10th member of the company. <laughs> oh. And he, uh, Rivendell did him well. He's yeah. a little more cheery, thickened up a bit. He was glossy and seemed to have the vigor of youth. It was Sam who had insisted on choosing him, declaring that Bill, as he called him, would pine if he did not come. That animal <laughs> can nearly talk, he said, and would talk if he stayed here much longer. He gave me a look as plain as Mr. Pippin could speak it. If you don't let me go with you, Sam, I'll follow you on my own. So Bill <laughs> was going as the beast of burden. Yet he was the only member of the company that did not seem depressed. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a vibe. Sam's druid is really showing in this instance. And then... he's he, You know how like the joke is that Aragorn is a horse girl? Sam is a recent horse girl. Aww. Who just cares about this one particular pony in general. He's a little pony boy. He's a little pony guy. And he gets really, he's like going through his checklist of everything he needs and realize he didn't bring rope. Ah. Oh. Hope we don't need that later on. Rope becomes his big thing in the future where he'll, he'll they'll come back that he's like, God, I really wish I had rope. <laughs> but he remembered his salt, his little container of salt. Mm-hmm. Important. Priorities. Uh, and so Elrond basically comes out and says, you're all basically tasked with going Frodo, but you are not forced to go with Frodo. Yeah. This is your choice to make. Uh, no one, because we don't know what you guys will come across. And you, if you find your heart can't take what the road is going to ask of you, we do not hold you to that, which I think is a very generous thing for Elrond to say, because Gimli's Truly. like, Gimli's like, yeah, well, anyone who leaves this journey early is a fucking bitch. <laughs> That's a little bitch. And Elrond's like, yeah, but again, Gimli's son going, we don't know how dangerous this is going to be. But let not him, let him not vow to walk in the dark who has not seen the nightfall. And Gimli says, yet sworn word may strengthen quaking heart. And Elrond goes, or break it. Look not far ahead, but go now. With good hearts. Farewell, and may the blessings of elves and men and all free folk go with you. May the stars shine upon your faces. It's interesting that Elrond is the one who says, don't swear any oaths about this. Because he was very familiar with two of the sons of Feanor, Mithros and Maglor, who had both sworn oaths unbreakable to reclaim the Silmarils for their father. And we all know how those turned out. And that led terrible. So I think it's very much Elrond kind of using his experienced wisdom Mm. to be like, I'm not going to make any of you swear oaths to do this. I'm not going to have any of you feel like you are compelled by your own honor to keep doing this. Yeah. Which kind of goes back to like why Mary and Pippin are um, that little bit about like they'll follow because of friendship. And and not so yeah. much like bravery. Exactly, exactly. They're going not because the ring is going. They're going because Frodo is going. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a very uh, uh, telling reason why it's actually a very good thing that they are the ones accompanying Frodo, yeah. as opposed to someone else. Those are the people you truly want in your fellowship. They then leave 
in the in the dark of the or in the early morning from Rivendell, and the household of Elrond bids them farewell. And I just have this picture in my head of like Gloin with his arm around Bilbo, like comforting mm, him mm-hmm. as they watch their heirs leave yeah, Rivendell the same oh, way damn. that they left Rivendell when they went on their adventure. Yeah. Ooh, what a what a full circle kind of. There's just something so passionate about different generations seeing other, like their younger generations, go on their adventures. Oh, I just got that image of like that in an art spread of like uh, a young Bilbo and Gloin, and then it just like fades, and it's um, Bilbo, it's Frodo, uh, Frodo and Gimli, yeah, yeah, off kind of like oh so into the sunset, what have you. The way the way you did the little like marching movement for some that's reason that's exactly what they look uh, like. For some reason in my head, I my brain started playing. Tell everybody Tell I'm on I'm my, my way. way. <laughs> started playing Brother Bear in my fucking head, and it like parallels both of them. And you have Sting in like both images. Oh, yes, I see it in my mind's eye. Too bad I can't oh, draw brilliant. for shit. It's fantastic. <laughs> God. The world would be over if you and me could draw. First off, <laughs> if you could draw, there'd be so much Varda art. Let oh, me tell you. That's all there would be. That's all there would be. You're like, I can draw. And it's like, oh, what, what do you draw? I only just, draw Varda. Just Varda. <laughs> oh, you, you don't draw your wife? I draw her as Varda. <laughs> <laughs> Mac is Varda. <laughs> so it basically describes where they're going. So they basically the ring cross, goes south. Yeah, they cross back over the Bruinen Ford and just start heading south. And they just keep going, just keep going, just keep <laughs> going, 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 until they enter into a place that men call Holland, because there are a lot of fucking holly trees around there. Yeah, but the elves called it a region, because that is where they used to live. Uh... This is the land of the elven smiths where the rings of power were actually forged. And it's actually quite oh, fitting shit. that the ring of power is going to be going by these ancient fallen ruins. Yeah. Oof. Poetic, Jimmy. Poetic. And as they are traveling, like the mountains kind of bend forward. And this is after like several, like a fortnight. So that's like several weeks. And they finally get to, like, a bend in the mountains that kind of, like, protrudes. And Pippin's like, we must have turned towards the mountains uh, eastwards in the night. Uh, I'm just going to read this little section because I, I yeah. remember this. But the mountains are ahead of us, said Pippin. We must have turned eastwards in the night. No, said Gandalf. But you see further ahead in the clear light. Beyond those peaks, the range bends round southwest. There are many maps in Elrond's house, but I suppose you never thought to look at them. Yes, I did, said Pippin. I don't, but I don't remember them. Frodo has a better head for that sort of thing. I need no map, said Gimli, who had come up with Legolas and was gazing out before him with a strange light in his old eyes. In his deep eyes, not old eyes. He's not old. He's a young and strapping (laughs) young dwarf. In his deep eyes. There is the land where our fathers worked of old, and we have wrought the image of those mountains in many works of metal and of stone, and into many songs and tales. They stand tall in our dreams. Baraz, 
Zirak, Shathur. Only once before have I seen them from afar in waking life, but I know them and their names, for under them lies Khazad-dûm, the Dwarodelf, that is now called the Black Pit, Moria in the Elvish tongue. Yonder stands Barazimbar, the Red Horn, Kru Karathras, and beyond him are Silvertine and Cloudyhead, Calebdil the White, and Fenuithol the Grey, that we call Zirag Zigil and Bundushathur. There the misty mountains divide, and between their arms lies the deep-shadowed valley which we cannot forget, Hazanul Bazar, the Dimril Dale, which the elves call Nanduhirion. It is for the Dimril Dale that we are making, said Gandalf. If we climb the pass that is called the Redhorn Gate, under the far side of Krathras, we shall come down by the Dimril Stair into the ve deep vale of the dwarves. There lies the Miromare, and there the, silver, the river Silverlode rises in its icy springs. Dark is the water of Kelidzaram, said Gimli, and cold are the springs of Kibilnala. My heart trembles at the thought that I might see them soon. May you have joy at the sight, my good dwarf, said Gandalf. Whatever you may do, we at least cannot stay in the valley. Uh, I love the reverence that the, that the dwarves have for their ancient homeland, for yeah. their ancient... And you get some good you get some good dwarvish words. You have mm -hmm. Barazimbar, the Red Horn, and Zirak Sigil and Bundushathur. You have Azanul Bazar and Keladzaram and Kibilnala and uh oh, such good fucking words. Those were such mouthfuls. It was cool to hear them out loud, because I'm just reading those and I'm like, I d I don't know I don't know what these sound mm -hmm. like. <laughs> and you also get like the fucking Elvish words like Karathras, Kelebdil, yeah. Fanuithal. It like made Gimli sound so wise for knowing all of this history and like not only what it was called in Dwarvish but also in Elven. Well, it's his... it's almost his. Dwarves are almost brought up with almost like a religious upbringing knowledge of Moria, Moria. Mm -hmm. In because he mentions like they carve those three mountains into so much of their art and stuff that it's like a common like thread to think of that when you yeah. think of home when you think of the ancient homeland of the dwarves it almost has this religious aspect to it um, because it it is their Jerusalem it is their holy place mm. it is where Durin built his great civilization and that was a good analogy to make yeah and like for him it, this is almost like a possible pilgrimage for Gimli to be able to see all this yeah and witness it and then we also get some elvish knowledge where they're talking about how Holland has a wholesome air to it because much much Gandalf says much evil must befall a country before it wholly forgets the elves and Legolas is like, yes, but the elves of this land were a race strange to us of the sylvan folk, and the trees and grass do not remember them. Only I hear the stones lament them. Deep they delved us, fair they wrought us, high they builded us, but they are gone. They are gone. They sought the havens long ago. And that is the distinct difference 
between uh it's interesting because elvin's like uh to us of the sylvan folk i guess it's because he and his family were technically adopted by the sylvan folk technically they are sindar elves mm-hmm. uh elves of doriath and king thingol uh they are related to that uh lineage but they have been kind of basically adopted by the sylvan elves who become their subjects mm-hmm. but it is the that is the big difference between like the Sindar and Sylvan elves, because they're all about nature and trees and like water and that sort of thing. While the Noldor were all about stone and building and forging, uh, very dwarf-like in that element. Yeah. So that they had very little to do with like the trees and grasses in this land, but the stone does not forget them. Hmm. Fascinating. They as they're going through they notice how quiet it is and like sam uh aragorn's like it makes me very uneasy how quiet this land is because any sound we make is gonna be picked up on mm-hmm. and they don't and really notice that until they all go to sleep and then sam volunteers sam on to watch. take first watch but I uh, love how, strider joins him i love how jimmy helped lay the scene here in like Sam noticed how quiet it is because he could hear the swish of the pony's tail, his own joints creaking, like every mm-hmm. little sound you wouldn't usually hear is sounds a million times louder because of how quiet it is. Exactly, exactly. And then we get a little scene from the birds. We do, <laughs> and then the birds show up, and they're they. It is exactly like the fucking Arigion scene in the movies where they have to hide from the birds. And they reveal that it is Crebine uh, from Fangorn and Dunland. And it's a very ill sign for them to be this far north because they don't migrate this far north. They stick around Isengard and they must stay hidden so they can't light any more fires to attract the Crebine. And so, like, when they all wake up, they tell Pippin, and he's like, What sucks? I wanted a hot breakfast. I thought we were going to have a day off and we could chill for a little bit. But no, the birds, we the birds say time. we must go. Damn it. Pippin is truly given little brother energy here. And I love it. <laughs> exactly. So then they they head off into the night. And then it gets cold. It does, yes. As they steer towards... Uh, how, how do you say that word again? Perroth? Karathras, because they are making for the Redhorn Gate, which is essentially a mountain pass. Oh, I haven't Uh, looked at my map in a hot minute. They're going to cross over the mountains, and the Redhorn Gate essentially goes over Moria, as opposed to through it. Hey, I found it. Yeah. Dimrel Dale, whenever I hear it, it just reminds me of um, Dimsdale. Home of the Dimmydome. The Dim the Dimsdale Dimmydome. Dimmy Turner, my name is Doug Dimmydome, home of the yeah. owner of the Dimsdale Dimmydome. <laughs> Frodo Baggins, my name is Dern the Deathless, owner of the Dimrail Dimmydome. <laughs> now now oh fuck, You're now welcome. I can only I'm only thinking of Durin the Deathless, but he just looks like fucking Doug Dimmydome, owner of the Dimsdale Dimmydome. With the really tall fucking hat. But it's You're not welcome. like the cowboy hat. It's like Gimli's, like, his, like, battle hat from the fucking... But it just goes really fucking high up. 
off the screen. That's what I'm yeah. here for. To make these stupid We're here for the memes. Here for the memes. Alright. Uh, anyway. But as they're, as they're traveling, uh, it was the cold hour before the first stir of dawn and the moon was low. Frodo looked up at the sky. Suddenly he saw or felt a shadow pass over the high stars, as if for a moment they faded and then flashed out again. He shivered. Did you see anything pass over? He whispered to Gandalf, who was just ahead. No, but I felt it, whatever it was, he answered. It may be nothing, only a wisp of thin cloud. It was moving fast then, muttered Aragorn, and not with the wind. And it's one of those just, ooh, spooky... Uh, because remember, one of the Nazgul was not accounted for. And uh, so, is that who it is? Possibly. Could possibly Maybe. be. That's when the scary music would come in in a horror, in a horror movie. Yes, yeah, very sexy. <laughs> and nothing further happened that night. Yep, yeah, and nothing and nothing else happens. The end. <laughs> <laughs> and they call them happily ever after. Nothing scary here. Uh, they start climbing Karathras and things get bad because there's, it's, it's winter. There's a lot of snow in the mountains. And, it's cold uh, as fuck. And they can't light any fires without giving themselves away. Mm-hmm, hmm But they make sure to carry a couple slurs of wood. So I'm going to call it some slurs of wood. A couple of gay bundles <laughs> of wood. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, oh, but Frodo overhears a little convo between Aragorn and Gandalf um, about what path they should take. And Gandalf is kind of like, are you sure we should go this way? And Aragorn's like, yes, because the other way seems too too dreadful to even consider. Yeah. Um, but they decide to stick with Aragorn's way. Mm-hmm. I feel like they set off and then it's like, Jimmy's like, oh, it's cold. It's so cold. They are so cold. Their toes are cold. Their legs are cold. Someone, ar- Someone's arm has grown long. I didn't get that. The enemy's, the enemy's arm has grown long. Uh, that just seems like... like such a weird thing to say. Yeah. His arm has grown long. It's like, good for him. He can reach the <laughs> yeah, top shelf. Okay. <laughs> he doesn't need a step stool. Uh, eventually, they do get bogged down by this winter storm. And Gimli does reveal that Karathras was called the Cruel and had an ill name long years ago when the rumor of Sauron had not been heard in those lands. And I love how the mountain itself is personified as basically this figure who just does not want them to pass. Mm-hmm. Stranger danger, do not be here. It's going to kick you out. So they find a little rock ledge that they kind of huddle up against and they call it, sh- and Aragorn calls it shelter. And <laughs> so- Sam goes, shelter? If this is shelter, then one wall and no roof make a house. <laughs> Poor buddy. He's just cold. Cold and wants some bacon, probably. And they're so cold that, like, Frodo starts to drift off and dream that he's back in Rivendell. And he he dreams that Bilbo's criticizing his journey, going, I don't think much of your diary, he said. Snowstorms on January the 12th? There was no need to come back to report <laughs> that. And that's when he realizes oh he's suffering from frostbite and he's like pulled out by boromir and he's like yeah we can't boromir's like yeah we can't stay here because these little guys aren't made for cold weather they're not gonna last long at this rate this will be the death of the halflings yeah 
And so Gandalf's like, okay, well, first off, have a little booze. Have a little Rivendell booze to warm me up. <laughs> Let's toss, mi- toss around the whiskey. Yeah, have some Miruvar. Sounds fancy. A cordial of Imladris? Uh, yeah, a cordial of Imladris. Is this like some a like sweet, a sweet liqueur? Is this some like first age wine? Some old shit. It's not like first stage, but like it's made in Rivendell, and that's the only place you can get it. Just like uh, it's only champagne if it was made in the Champagne region of France. This is only oh, Mirouvor. Yeah. If it was made in the Mirovor region of Rivendell. <laughs> Gandalf then starts a fire with his magic. Oh yeah, right I love how they're like, yeah, oh, we, let's try and make a fire. And they're like, we can't do it. And Gandalf's like, fine. And he does the magic to do it. I'm like, he kind of did that in the beginning. Well, he he's like, I want us to stay hidden. And then they're like, no. but we're going to die. It's either we didn't we have enough hidden. spell slots. Yeah, well, it's either we stay hidden or we fucking die. And he's like, well, fine. I guess we'll just not stay hidden then. And because he used magic, it's like he has written, Gandalf is here in signs that all can read. Such a drama. From Rivendell to the mouths of Anduin. Or just imagine it like graffiti on the bathroom door, like as he's walking through on the walls. It's yeah. just, Gandalf is here. But still, like Legolas is like, if Gandalf would go before us with a bright flame, he could melt a path for you. And Gandalf immediately, who Gandalf, who's now very grumpy, is says, "If elves could fly over mountains, they might fetch the sun to save us." But I have something to work on. I cannot burn snow. And so, uh, the they basically are like, "Well, let's have the big men basically like trudge through the snow ahead to basically form a path, make a little and, path for the little hobbits and their little and legs." Legolas, Legolas just jumps up onto the snow because he weighs fucking nothing, apparently. Yeah! I just imagine him, just, like, zipping he... across the top of the snow like he's Sonic the Hedgehog. Basically. <laughs> and he he just mocks Gandalf by going, farewell, I go to find the sun. And he runs <laughs> off ahead of them to scout ahead. Little sassy elf, I love him. I, there's not much still, I haven't gotten much, like, characterization of Legolas. It's he's just a like little, a little shit, is what he yeah, is. He's a little I shit. Because when he returns, when he returns, he goes, "Well, I have not brought the sun. She is walking in the blue fields of the south, and a little wreath of snow on this red horn hillock troubles her not at all. But I brought back a gleam of hope." And he kind of does. He gives. He tells them basically that if they keep tr- like pressing on harder, they will come to a part where the snow basically falters, and they'll be able to break through. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Okay." One final push, and they start pushing hard, and Karathras is like, nope, and sends a bunch more snow against them. You thought? Curveball. And is that when uh, the humans are like, oh, I guess we gotta carry these hobbits, and they piggyback them through? It has my favorite line of, um, yeah. Uh, have hope, said Boromir. I am weary, but I have some strength left, and Aragorn too. We shall bear the little folk. The others, no doubt, will make shift to tread the path behind us. Come, Master Peregrine, I shall begin with you. He lifted up the hobbit. Cling to my back, I shall need my arms, he said, and strode forward. Aragorn with Merry came behind. Pippin marveled at his strength. And I'm imagining Pippin, uh, like, like, Boromir, like, buff, like, pushing through the snow, sweaty, and, like, like Pippin's, like, hard eyes, like, clinging to this muscle man. 
with the little sparkles coming off the top of his head. (laughs) So they all Uh, get carried through. Boromir returned carrying Sam. Uh, Gimli is perched among the baggage on top of Bill the Pony. I I imagine he's too proud to be carried. I I, I imagine he didn't even actually want to be on the fucking pony. I imagine he's like, I want to go on my own two feet, but they're like, that'll take too long. And so they kind of like tuck him up on top. Yeah. And then last came Aragorn carrying Frodo. Exactly. And as soon as he touches the ground, there's like kind of a little bit of an avalanche with like stones and snow falling on top of them. It's very much like a and stay out from the mountain. Yeah. And fuck off. (laughs) And just (laughs) immediately cuts off their. Gimli's like, fine, fine, we're leaving. We're going as quickly as we can. And they kind of had to, like, they went up halfway and then had to circle back and return the way they came. So they didn't really make any progress. They just got really cold. So now they're cold, chilled to the bone and hungry. So I'll I'll not take you kind of dismissing them just being cold. I'm not going to take that from you, Madam L.A. Not... <laughs> so how about you try to climb through the snowy mountains? Okay. Yes, I live in L.A. However, I did grow up in the country, and I have trekked through mountains and glaciers in negative seven degrees. So I I have been one with the mountains. So I think I would survive better than maybe one who was born and raised in L.A. Okay, that's fair. I gotta give so, a little so credit. So better, better than Mac. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, another thing you can be better at Mac. <laughs> we each have uh, our skills. And as they finally return, they notice uh, the blackbirds are swooping down below over Eregion back and forth. And they realize that Karathras has defeated them and they're going to have to find another way. And that's the last line of the freaking chapter. This is such a refreshingly short chapter compared to last chapter. Where they just talked for three hours. Yeah, basically. (laughs) And this one was like, they trudged through snow. And, well, no, the fellowship is finally formed. And then they trudged through snow. Yeah. And that was the ring goes south. And next we yeah, have a journey, a journey in the dark. Whatever could it be? Ooh, what is this pretty? I should be skipping it. There's a pretty little drawing in this chapter. Yes, uh, that drawing is actually drawn by Tolkien. Is it of a little gate? Yeah. Yeah, that's an actual drawing by Tolkien that he included in uh in the book. He really popped off with the series, creating a whole language, off, little doodles. <laughs> Go off, Jimmy. Uh, but yeah, Yay. that's um, that's the chapter. I'm glad you survived your own storm, Paul. Exactly, exactly. It, it was it's kind of quite, like it's actually quite calm now. Like <laughs> <laughs> it was fitting. You weren't you weren't beat by the storm. No, nope. you didn't have to circle back. And we, we still actually... have electricity, which is all I want. Yeah, and we actually recorded the full episode. Look at us. Yeah. Look at us. All right. <laughs> so next chapter will be a journey in the dark. Uh, I don't really we don't really have any announcements really. 
This I don't a, think so. This is a run-of-the-mill episode. This is kind of a yeah. fill-in-the-corners episode. Uh, uh, if y'all live in, if any of you listeners live in LA, happy run fair season. Um, if you're going, let me know. Say hi if you see me. I'll yeah. be dressed like an elf. <laughs> Go find Tori. Go find me. I will be it's an like, elf. Say hello. Where's, where's Waldo? Where Where's Tori? Did I tell you? Well, I didn't meet a listener in the wild, but I was at a club and I met someone who was a uh, like a, a Tolkien fan. They actually mm-hmm. had a tattoo of Gandalf's rune, and I got to be like, "Look, my wife has that same rune tattoo." Oh hell for yeah! A moment. And I was like, yeah, I actually have a podcast called The Silly Merillion. And they were like, wait, I've heard of it. And I was like, oh, hell yeah. Mind blown. We've reached the club scene. Yeah. We've reached the club scene. <laughs> Wild. I'm I'm still amazed that people Pull out your glow us. sticks, everyone. We reached the club scene. Uh, all that to say, uh, thanks for listening to our shit. Yes. As always, special thanks to Evelyn for Yay, drawing Evelyn. our cover art. And special thanks, as always, to Jack for composing our intro and outro music. Special thanks Yay, to Jack. viewers like you who uh, subscribe to our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash sillymerillion, the sillymerillion. Mm-hmm. Yay, supporters. Thank you for supporting us there. We have several tiers. Uh, by the time this comes out, uh, well, actually today it should be out. Um, uh, we have we are com- uh, continuing our watch through of Breaking Dawn for you ten dollar patrons. If you'd like to join us there for our streams and then recorded streams for those yeah. you've missed. Oh man, the last one was a doozy. Our five dollar one was us talking about theme parks. Uh, yeah, just our fun little little chats, and uh, yeah, we'll be completing the twilight it's been this such a fun run says me maybe Good not God. so much paul but says tori i mean I, I feel like i had to have seen it it's kind of like a like a coming of age yeah uh, it was a cultural at movie the, at a coming of age at 26 <laughs> <laughs> better late than never <laughs> better late than never but yes and you can also find us on twitter at twitter.com slash silly merlians plural Actually, all of our social media is that. Silly Merlion's plural? Yeah. Not Twitch. Twitch is Silly Merlion. Oh. We would try to be the same amongst all of them if they weren't taken, but you know. Yeah. Those bastards. But yeah, thank <laughs> you for listening, guys, and we'll catch you next time. Da da da. I went for a higher key. Yeah, I, I kind of caught me. It, it kind of sounded like you're going. <laughs> <"Lap!"> <laughs>